HE News, episode number 29. Welcome back to Health Empowerment News with Croc Woodruff. This week, riots in Vancouver... Dr. Brzezinski's anti-oneoplastin therapy, and the medical mafia. Thanks again for listening to Health Empowerment News with Croft Woodruff. My name is Andrew McGivern, and I'm here in Studio 604 in downtown Vancouver with Croft Woodruff. Yeah, what's left of beautiful downtown Vancouver? <laughs> what was that again? <laughs> what's left of beautiful downtown Vancouver? But the yes. fact is, is what happened to Vancouver is nothing what we are doing under the leadership of General Marchand uh, with regard to uh, the bombing of uh, Libya and particularly Tripoli, 10,000 sorties, and they're using bunker buster bombs. And the reason why they're called bunker buster bombs is because they have depleted uranium in it, which just accelerates the force of the explosion and the damage that it does and uh, so we have our media crying the blues over what uh, a few goons and thugs did to downtown Vancouver what about our official goons and thugs in Ottawa that voted to extend this attack against Libya for another several months was it 291 to 1 or something like that? I forget it was but uh, all I can say is uh, I'm against murder. And when MPs run for office and they want my vote, they better not be in favor of murder. And unfortunately, that's what this government has done. So I no longer have a political party to vote for. They have disenfranchised me through their lack of ethics, their lack of humanity. Uh, whatever morality they have is out the window. Yeah, I've long since had a uh, political party to vote for. Uh, there isn't really one that matches what I'm interested in, which is liberty and freedom and uh, democracy. That's right, and human rights. Yep. Uh, Speaking of bunker, you mentioned you know bunker uh, busting bombs uh, on Wednesday night during this the game seven of the Stanley Cup Finals. I was in the bunker bar <laughs> over on uh, Robson Street, which just happens to be right where the 1994 riot was just at the crest of the hill there on Robson. And uh, I was actually there because um, I do another uh, podcast on one, every second Wednesday night mm -hmm. um, on social media. And we were talking about, you know, social media. And we actually had to shut down the bar or shut down the recording early because the police came by and told uh, the manager to close the bar because it, w it was getting out of hand downtown, even though we were quite a way out of the way of yeah. the danger zone. But... I uh, live uh, basically right close to Yale Town, right where the, the uh, I guess, the trouble was. And uh, while I was over there at the, the bunker, uh, I was getting text messages from Valerie with pictures of the fire outside <laughs> our building. Mm -hmm. The dumpster just down the street there mm -hmm. was engulfed in flames. And it was crazy. It's all a bunch of hooligans that... Uh, this is what they do when they get an opportunity. They go to a place where they can incite, you know, crowd and get 
get uh, you know mayhem going. Uh, they did. Well, it. when you think they have the accelerants to start the, these fires burning, uh, you know they came down here with them. They 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 had every intent. There was malice oh, yeah. aforethought. That's all there is to it. I mean, it. you know, you're coming down to a uh, play to an event where there's hundred hundred thousand plus people, and you're bringing masks and gasoline, volatile cocktails. All you know, uh, clearly, clearly, it was pre-planned, and um, it's just a few people, a few troublemakers that are ruining it for everybody else. Because what are the chances the city's going to be nice enough to create these fan zones next time? And they'll think a few times or twice about it, at the very least. Yeah, but you know, um, we have only ourselves to blame because I watched the game, the games, the series, and. Uh, Every break, there was a an advertisement, and if it wasn't for uh, some brand of alcohol, hard liquor, it was for some brand of of beer. And to, and to throw in for good measure, uh, advertisements for um, uh, Cialis or or uh, Vioxx. Uh, uh, that's what it is, isn't it? Or uh, these. Uh, I guess you would Viagra? call it. This is what I call sexual pornography on TV when they when they were pushing these because little kids going to be watching these commercials, and um, and uh, Dad, why is the man happy when he takes that stuff? You know, and Papa's going to have to do a, an education on uh, on sexuality on uh, after the program. Give me a break. <laughs> I mean, we're we're setting this all up for to backfire on us. That's all there is to it. Well, certainly alcohol played a big role uh, when you've got a hundred and something thousand people consuming, a, quite a few of them consuming alcohol, and the mood is generally uh, not good because the 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 Canucks did lose, mm-hmm. so people are not in the best of spirits. And then you have a few people that are inciting violence, and then uh, you know it it uh, it spreads from there. And uh, yeah, but the funny thing is, and you know this is where social media comes in. All these people that were looting and flipping cars and then blowing up police cars and and uh, assaulting people and doing all this you know general rioting. Uh, everybody downtown, like virtually everybody downtown at the time, had a cell phone with a camera in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's platforms like Facebook, Flickr, uh, all these social media platforms that people are posting their pictures on, which gives other people an opportunity to watch these videos and look at the pictures and say, hey, that guy lives down the street from me. I know his name. Tag. There you go. Please knock on your door. You're under arrest. No. J.H.C. Dithers. That's my son. What am I going to do about that? Exactly. And and I think uh, yesterday, just the, just yesterday, I think four or five people turned themselves in because, you know, their family saw them on there mm-hmm. and they're either going to be turned in by their family or they're going to turn themselves in. Well, they're right? smart enough to turn themselves in. At least uh, the crown might go a little lighter on them. But uh, And the funny thing is some of these people are, are not uh, normally your that typical way. hooligans. They, no. They're not the people that you would see... Uh, they're not uh, they're not uneducated people. They're not uh, uh, people who are um, usually you know someone that you'd expect st- that you would stereotype mm-hmm. or pigeonhole to be yeah. doing this kind of behavior. One of them yeah. was is a uh, uh, the son of a doctor from Maple Ridge. He's got a scholarship at the University of Calgary, mm-hmm. uh, 
and he's an Olympic. Ho- he's on the Canadian, uh, just put on the Canadian uh, water polo team. He's an Olympic hopeful, mm-hmm. and there he is, picture he's of him. He's going to be Olympic hopeless now, uh, I should think. Picture of him putting a, 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 a gasoline laden cloth into the gas uh, cap of a police car, yeah. blowing up a police car. So, I mean. I think he's going to have to write off his uh, uh, thoughts Olympic for games. Uh, Olympic Games and also maybe uh, getting into university to continue on with his education. Well, I'm pretty sure it's his unfortunate, will be, but that's uh, the way. And yeah. in fact, if he got an education and got the best degree in, in whatever he's going for medicine, I wouldn't want him for a doctor. I posted it on uh, on uh, on Facebook on the picture. I said uh, uh, miscalculation of Olympic proportions, <laughs> and I said if he makes our Olympic team, I'm going to be cheering for the other guys. Exactly. So exactly. Yeah. So enough about the riots in Vancouver. Why not? Yeah. It was a major black eye on the city, but the next day, uh, thousands of people showed up to clean up. Yeah. The mess. Well, there and, are people uh, out there who are of good intent, you know, and we have to congratulate them for doing that. Unfortunately, in the uh, media around the world, uh, it showed the riots and everything, all the negative side, but mm-hmm. they're probably not showing the people showing up in droves to clean up and, no. and that wall of people writing apologies. And this yeah. isn't what Vancouver's about over uh, at the corner of Georgia and Granville. Uh, the whole building there is... is uh, basically a shrine to to uh where people are writing you know this is not what we're about we're not vancouver is not this but then don't feel too bad about it so the media is going to give vancouver a black eye around the world but the media is not in libya telling us the whole story by any means I, i i'm getting my information from russia tv which is on the net now and uh, and somebody like Cynthia McClinney, who was a uh, congresswoman for Georgia, but I guess a little bit too uh, uh, liberal for the likes of uh, the racists in that part of the world. But uh, she's down there uh, dodging the, the bunker-busting bombs that our government has decided to continue on. It's unbelievable. I, I have, a, you know, what gets me, and I look at somebody, and I, I don't like to indulge in personalities, but somebody like, Synth, as, you know, Elizabeth May, the Green Party. What yes. is the Green Party supposed to be about? You know, I mean. The environment? Yeah, the environment. And uh, when you're seeding the environment with radioactive, heavy metal, depleted uranium, give me a break. There's nothing green about that. What we're going to look for and forward to now is in the next few years, an epidemic of babies born with birth defects uh, and deformities and stillbirths. And we're going to see an epidemic of uh, childhood uh, leukemias and other cancers. And of course, we'll have the Cancer Society out there in full force, giving us uh, the uh, downbeat as to how we've got to you know, give to find a cure for cancer. How about concentrating on preventing cancer in the first place? And the first thing you do is you don't seed a nation that you happen to be at loggerheads with. You don't seed that nation with uh, cancer-causing, genetic, deforming-causing, radioactive heavy metals like depleted uranium. I don't think that because they call it depleted uranium that it is depleted of radioactivity. No, it's still there because you can find it with a Geiger counter if you have such a thing in your possession. 
Yeah, we covered that um, uh, in the last couple episodes as well. It's Mm -hmm. definitely a serious, serious issue and one that uh, they're not taking seriously enough. No, no. It's it's uh, it's really sad. And uh, people are going to be paying the price for many years to come. Yeah, I mean, I think cancers. all the money that is raised for the Cancer Society and uh, Betty Fox, uh, the mother of Terry Fox, just passed away. I think it was yesterday. And uh, between, you know, her son and his marathon of hope and her getting involved, they raised an awful lot of money for the Cancer Society. I'd like to see the Cancer Society to put some of that money into uh, taking a stand against what's going on in areas where we're causing cancer because of what we're doing to the environment, either through our, through our warmongering or otherwise. I'd like to see a cancer society that raises money for uh, non-pharmaceutical uh, interventions against cancer, because right now all of their fundraising is going towards finding a, a a patented cure for yeah, cancer. Yeah, a patented cure basically, for cancer. Uh, Chemotherapy or radiation or some type of surgery. Basically, it's subsidizing the research of, of Big Pharma. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, why not have an organization that is exclusively raising money to find a uh, non-profit, uh, or, uh, sorry, any cure for cancer or treatment, effective treatment for cancer is going to be profitable. But not necessarily obscenely profitable if you don't have an exclusive patent. If you can't control it and charge uh, through the nose for it, mm-hmm. then, of course, it's not going to be as profitable. And that's why, uh, in in a lot of cases, the uh, major pharmaceutical companies are not interested in, in funding research. Uh, and that's where, in this Unless case... Unless they can patent it and make a profit out of it. You know, and so, obviously... Exactly, but, but the thing is, if there is promising research on something that is not patentable, uh, they're not going to bother with it. And in fact, they're going to discredit it because it's going to take away from their existing treatments or their pat or their treatments under development, their patented mm-hmm. treatments that are not yet uh, um, fully researched. That's so right. not, they're not approved yet, but even when they are, what do we see? Well, you know, the, uh, the treatment was a success, but the patient died. And you the know. problem with so it couldn't have been as I mean that's an, all the ultimate in oxymorons. The treatment was a success, but the patient died. Yeah, and th- there's a good example of that in our next topic. What we're going to talk about with this video that uh, that we're going to encourage everybody to watch. Uh, a gentleman who, who was uh, testifying, uh, and I think he was he received he was a, a, a soldier or, or a police officer who received a medal of honor or, or something like that, and uh, he. Um, his daughter died, uh, not from the cancer, but from the uh, effects, the after effects of the therapy itself. Of radiation. That she received, um, yeah. His her brain basically was destroyed by the radiation. Yeah. But we'll get into that in a, in a minute. Uh, what do you think? Do you think that that uh, or maybe you know? Is there an organization that is exclusively raising money to? Uh, uh, fund research that uh, the market will not support? No, but there are organizations that are trying to raise money to defend those who are involved in that kind of research and are being uh, uh, attacked by uh, agents of our government, in in this case, Health Canada, or the U.S. equivalent, uh, the Food and Drug Administration. So, uh, you know, what's the point? Because... Hmm. uh, 
that's what you're up against. Uh, they're using tax dollars, in fact, to try and suppress uh, physicians, uh, researchers who are on on something like the gentleman, Dr. Brzezinski. So unfortunately, what you're saying is we're in a position where uh, we are raising money uh, in a way for this, but the money goes to lawyers instead of going to research. That's right. It's because we have to defend the doctors who are being unfairly attacked and demonized. You know, it's just unbelievable. And you have websites like Quack Watch. And what they have on their website is totally unbelievable. And it's kind of funny because there's one gentleman, his name was Victor Herbert, uh, no relation to my understanding of the great uh, uh, Irish-American uh, composer Victor Herbert, but uh, this man was absolutely malignant in his attack against uh, alternative uh, treatments for cancer in particularly, but also for other uh, conditions, uh, that uh, there are treatments out there that are successful. But as I said, this man was malignant, in his attitude, you couldn't argue with him. And what you would do is you end up by being uh, labeled, uh, uh, you know, and personally attacked. And I thought it was ironic. He died a few years ago of a malignant melanoma. And that's kind of interesting, a form of cancer that's malignant. You know, as one uh, observer said, uh, when that person died, hell burned a little brighter that week. Mm-hmm. Well... Let's just jump into the, the topic here where we've uh, kind of segued nicely into it. Uh, one of these doctors who is under attack is Dr. Brzezinski. Yes. Stan- Stanislav. Stanislav Brzezinski. Yeah. And he's got a, um, a treatment called the... Uh, uh, anti-neoplastin. Yeah, anti-neoplastin therapy. And we're not going to go into, um, you know, the the mechanism of action and how it works and all that. Um the video that we're going to refer to in the show notes uh, goes into a, a little bit of it, quite a bit, quite a bit into how it works and what the mechanism of action is. Basically, uh, he discovered uh, that cancer patients were missing a particular, I think, enzyme or, or mm-hmm. is that what an antioneoplastin is? It's that is right. Well, as I understand it, and uh, so. Uh, and and they had an overproduction of another enzyme, so he created he did he developed this theory to compensate for that and and uh Brzezinski, by the way is not only a medical doctor but he's a phd mm-hmm. so he's a phd medical doctor researcher very very um uh vetted in the medical community and uh he's he's got this therapy that is working on the worst case scenario cancers children's brain tumors yeah and uh, who would want to deny a therapy from a little baby that has a brain tumor, a therapy that is demonstrated to work? Mm-hmm. So there's a book he's got, uh, Croft brought it over here. Um, so I've got it in my hand here. It's the, uh, the Brzezinski Breakthrough. Uh, it's by Thomas D. Elias. And it's, uh, the subtitle is The Most Promising Cancer Treatment and the Government's Campaign to Squelch It. So uh, you might be able to find that in the library or in your local bookstore. And if you go to the net, uh, you can see it's about an hour-long video, and it gives you an insight, and it shows you the culprits who are behind this scheme to steal Dr. Brzezinski's uh, patents and prevent him from using them. Well, that's interesting. Um, 
he uh yeah the video goes goes into uh, a little bit of the backstory showing the people that are involved the pe- the patients that were helped by dr brzezinski uh their prognosis and what they were told they were gonna have to deal with uh and uh you know you look at them speaking and they look as healthy as can be and um and then it starts to talk about how uh they have i guess a pharmaceutical company has uh, stolen his his patent and his work and and mm-hmm. and apparently it's not the same the, well, what what they're putting out there is not the same thing no is it's it? altered and it won't work yeah although they will claim that it works of course or push it uh, to uh, and but you can be sure that uh, they don't like competition the capitalism and free enterprise is a joke you know, what well, is free enterprise? You know, competition? I, I would disagree with that. Ca- uh, capitalism and free enterprise is not a joke unless it becomes corporatism, which is what we have here now, in, 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 especially in this industry. There's no free enterprise in, 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 uh, in, in, in the medical business in North well, well, America. To me, corporatism represents uh, fascism and capitalism rolled up into one. Yes, it's... Uh, it's Corporatism, I don't know if this is the official uh, uh, term or definition, but to me, corporatism is when uh, the corporations can seize market control and obliterate competition and with the help of the, of the government, with the help of, of, a, of a ruling body that has the force of law, because otherwise they, they just couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's all these um, startups in the, in the medical business, people get excited uh, about a treatment that's, that's working for whatever condition and they get out there and passionate about it. They're pushing it. And then, uh, and then they hit a brick wall. Uh, and it's not, it's not that somebody did something is doing something illegally. It's the government themselves through their regulatory bodies, the FDA, health Canada that are enforcing, uh, these barbaric, uh, maybe not barbaric, but uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, backwards Inhumane. regulations uh, that are, that are designed to protect the the uh, the major corporations that are profiting in with these highly expensive and patented medicines. Yeah, which are in, in themselves they're not only highly expensive as well as being patented; they are toxic. More often than not, they are carcinogenic in their own right. Well, the Brzezinski therapy is proven and the and it's uh, safe to be non-toxic, and uh, and that it is as effective or more effective than the traditional treatments, and of course doesn't have the side effects which are often the cause of death in in cancer. Well, you know, when this uh, video and I sat through it, and here's a woman in uh, she's in court or else before congressional kitty committee. And this is in the U.S. Congress. And there she is. And uh, she's got uh, a couple of children in tow. And they're as, as healthy as could be. But a couple of years, they were condemned to death because uh, the treatment they were on for their particular cancer wasn't working. But after they went on to the Brzezinski therapy, there they are, alive and well and healthy. And no sign of any after effects from the treatment which is what usually you see after chemotherapy uh, or radiation or a combination of both. Mm-hmm. And um, so he's under attack now from the, uh, from the 
I guess we can call it the medical mafia, the uh, big pharma and mm-hmm. the FDA. And uh, so now he's got to defend himself and not only uh, against the regulatory bodies, but legally now he's got to fight for his his work because they're trying to steal it. And uh, and uh, it's it's just uh, just a nightmare. Yeah. By the way, some of the uh, people that are involved in the patent theft uh, of Dr. Bazinski's work, these some of these are people that worked for him. They have, you know, degree medical degrees or, or uh, you know, scientific degrees, and uh, they have sold out. It's just unbelievable that they would do something like that, you know. And some of them are people that uh, are from other countries. Yeah. So this this type of scenario is not something that is. It's not new. New. There is uh, all sorts of other uh, developments over the years that have been attacked by the by the um, the uh, bureaucracy, the medical bureaucracy, the FDA, Health Canada, and whatnot. One of them is, uh, uh, or the, probably the one that's publicized the most is uh, the um, oh, what is it? The uh, it's. I'm drawing Are you talking about the uh, regulatory agency? Uh, no, I'm talking about a cancer treatment in the 70s that was, uh, uh, it's... Um, well, there was ESSIAC. No, it wasn't ESSIAC. Uh, it was Richard Bachman wrote a book about it. He was treating uh, people with it. There was, uh, it was uh, Laetrile. Laetrile, yeah. yeah. Okay, so w- one of the most publicized treatments uh was Laetrile, or uh, what's the other name for it? Amygdalin. 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 Yeah. So so there was a treatment that maybe it wasn't curing cancer, but it was certainly uh, helping with the side effects of cancer. That's right, and holding it it in check, if nothing else. Yeah, holding it in check. People were gaining their weight back. People were were feeling better. And uh, if anything, it was was a good... uh, uh, even if uh, people were still doing their traditional therapies, it was a good uh, complementary therapy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, they got they got blasted out of the uh, sure. out of the market as well. Uh, I went through uh, the um, the clinic in Mexico, in Tijuana. Oh God, this is how many years ago? <laughs> can't, can't even think of the of the time frame because, my God, I've been around for seventy seven years, but. Uh, Something like that, you know. It was it was quite remarkable to see the people coming and going, and uh, and uh, the statements that they had to make about it, and uh, you had to be blind not to realize that something was really working for these people. Yeah, and and the logical thing to do would be to uh, study it further, to make it available as a complementary therapy. Uh, or set up a study period yeah but you know you stop to think if they found a cure for cancer there'd be an awful lot of fundraising organizations that wouldn't be in business anymore of course well there's a whole machine behind cancer but uh, the thing is they did set up a study Mm -hmm. for for lateral and but it was a study that was that was basically according to Doctor uh, or um, according to Ralph Moss was mm-hmm. engineered to fail. Yeah, well, if it was synthetic for one thing. Yeah, so that's the, that's the other problem too is that uh, the there is corruption in in the um, 
in the nat nat uh, National Cancer Institute, Institute in the United oh, States. Yes. And uh, all of these cancer organizations are basically reliant on on money in the industry. And if there was a, a sudden uh, a cheap cure for cancer, they would be completely yeah. out of a job. Yeah. And there'd be, and we're not talking about you know a few people. We're talking about thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people worldwide yeah. that are in this, that yeah. that are in the business of cancer and that inf that includes all the charities and organizations yeah. like Croft said so um, it's a it's a it's it's a difficult situation you know in my lifetime I, I know of only two blood relations that uh, died because of cancer one of them worked in the roofing business and, and it was exposed to tar that they use in roofing and uh, the aromatics that come off with that that are known carcinogens and and um, and the other was a boilermaker who um, worked with asbestos and his form of cancer was uh, mesothelioma which is caused by exposure to asbestos which is one of the worst kind that's right and uh, i'm surprised that he did as well as he did mm -hmm. yeah, but uh, you know i mean this is pretty bad stuff yep yep so there's all sorts of, of examples. Uh, there's DCA, dichloroacetate. Mm -hmm. it was, it's, under, uh, it's being researched at the University of Alberta in Calgary, I believe. And uh, you know, we, these type of things, you hear about them when the research first breaks, and then they just either don't have the money to fully Explore go through it. the hoops mm -hmm. that you have to go through in order to get a cancer drug on the market, it's hundreds of millions of dollars to take it from first stage trials to second stage to uh, the approval stage, the approval stage, right. and then you know the the double blind placebo controlled clinical trials. Yeah. And uh, so, th with DCA, in order to get to the you know the first uh, initial stages, uh, they raised a lot of money from they got a lot of publicity and they raised a lot of money from the public mm -hmm. to uh, to to do the research, which is interesting. And uh, there's also, um, there's salvestrols. Uh, there's, there's a whole list of natural therapies for cancer that yeah. are out there. How about a straight vegan diet? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, uh, the Gerson therapy. Yes. Uh, the Gerson therapy is apparently um, particularly uh, good against uh, melanoma. Mm -hmm. So, and all that is, is, uh, a completely organic vegetable diet mm -hmm. uh, with some key supplements and uh, also, I believe, coffee enemas. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, Yeah, you know, regularity is very, very important. Uh, chronic constipation is bad news. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and something about the caffeine uh, and, and the coffee that uh, also detoxifies. It, yeah, it helps the to stimulate, out. yeah. Uh, um, I guess uh, detoxification. Yeah. So there's all these different things out there, but instead of being uh, researched and uh, embraced as options, they're just completely... Uh, they're sneered at or sn ignored. Yeah, or labeled as quackery. Yeah. And it's, it, you know, it's the, to me, it's the wrong way of doing things. And if there was, like you say, free enterprise is a joke. If there was free enterprise... 
and people, uh, you know, entrepreneurs and business people were able to take a look at all these different things and say, okay, I, you know, this has promise. Let's build a business around this. And, and there was freedom of competition and anybody could do this. Oh, but we're afraid that the, the public will get taken for a ride, that they yeah. get swindled out of their money for a false cure. They're, we're afraid of the snake oil salesman, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And uh, sure, there are, there are some out there, uh, for sure. Absolutely. But there's not as many. <laughs> Most of the people that are labeled as snake oil salespeople, I don't think are. Uh, Dr. Brzezinski is certainly not a snake oil oh, salesperson. He's got the credentials of a first-class scientist. Yeah, Dr. Jonathan Wright is yeah. not a, a, a snake oil salesperson. Uh, True Hope, are they snake oil salespeople? Oh, no, of course not. Uh, but of course they're labeled as that. You know, one of the biggest problems I have with our education system is they don't teach children critical thinking. Critical thinking. And that is the hallmark statement of the skeptics. The skeptics are critical thinkers that's what they say they, they want to look at all this all this the, they they look at paranormal and and scientific quasi-science claims and with a critical eye but my experience with with some of these skeptics is that they lose their critical thinking because they get into this religion of skepticality mm-hmm. they start looking at at uh, at uh say uh, uh acupuncture Mm-hmm. And, and and they look at the studies and they look at this and then they look at quack watch and uh and then they just uh they get this closed-minded uh, almost religious attitude mm-hmm. towards uh this critical thinking it's not critical thinking at all so I, as soon as i see them using various uh, epithets you know and uh, and uh, statements for really ultimately bordering on slander and defamation, that turns me off right away because uh, they're, 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 they're not critical thinkers at all. You know, they're, they're sheep led around by the nose. Yeah. And, you know, sure, I, I, I believe in critical thinking as well. Like, you don't believe everything that you hear. Yeah. Uh, there are some things out there that are questionable. And, uh, and you know, so fair enough and and if you if you see something that uh that looks like a a, a fraud call it out yeah that's fine and you know and they, it's just like they tell us well the the operation was a success but the the patient died well if the patient died it's quite obvious to me that the operation was not a success yeah and it's interesting uh there's a there's a i guess it's, it's i think it might be Ralph Moss's book where he says that uh, the statistics are skewed for the cancer industry because it's much worse than it actually um, than it actually uh, they let on that it is yes. is because the, the its five year survival rate is marked as a success in 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 cancer treatment. But if the person dies on the you know five year plus a day, uh, that's not included. They're still marked as a success. Yeah. And there's a whole bunch of other uh, other factors little, involved little too. Little tricks that they little have with tricks, statistics, yeah. yes. So, their treatments are not as effective as they claim, and there's all sorts of other treatments that we don't know if they're as effective uh, as effective mm-hmm. as people claim because they don't have a chance to come to see the light of day. Yeah. Well, I mean, you look at some of these treatments that, uh, in themselves, are carcinogenic. They cause cancer. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know, and and of course, uh, and because they are toxic. 
they immediately they're going to be an assault on the immune system and reduce the body's ability to deal with the issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the same thing goes for surgery uh, to be cut open. Uh, the body's resources are called on to heal. Uh, the damage caused by the, the surgery or the wound, if you will. And, uh, and so there's that little left over f- for dealing with uh, the condition that brought about the surgery in the first place. Yeah. You know, you always hear about people who went through radiation or chemotherapy and, uh, and you know, whether they survive or not, they've been told that in 10 to 15 years, uh, one of the side effects is a secondary cancer mm-hmm. that will most likely de- develop uh, as a result of the treatment. But, you know, deja vu all you over take again. the uh, you either take the treatment and die now is what you're told. Mm-hmm. Uh, and or you take or sorry, you, yeah, you don't take the treatment, treatment and forego the treatment. Now. Yeah. And uh, or you can take the treatment and, you know, get a, and, you know, another 10, 15 years before uh, you have to go through this again mm-hmm. kind of thing. And there is no other option. But and there's no guarantee that you won't have the, uh, the comeback a lot sooner than 10 to 15 oh, years. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The bottom line is there's never a guarantee. No, no matter, you know, there's no, nobody has the magic bullet uh, in cancer. Uh, the problem, I, as I see it, is that there isn't enough uh, competition, free enterprise, and uh, and the the and freedom. I mean, really, it's, it comes down to freedom. Yeah, we just don't. If you have wondered it. why I was chuckling, guy, was just looking through uh, the uh, window into the next room. And um, uh, Andrew, of course, uh, he's going to celebrate uh, his first Father's Day uh, of his life, I guess, because <laughs> his little boy is in the room with his mama. Yeah. yeah. Was he just waving uh, over there? Yeah, just waving. Oh, it's ah, just great. I couldn't see it. Um, but yeah, no, it's really, really cool. It, uh, uh, you know, I thought it had sunk in that I was a dad, but then I see all these commercials. Oh, Father's Day. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's me. I yeah, forgot. that's you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. So uh, other doctors who were who have challenged the medical system and came under fire, there's quite a few of them. Well, you have Dr. Andrew Wakefield, uh, who uh, raised concern about the vaccines uh, that contain uh, mercury, uh, which is a toxic heavy metal, a neurotoxin at that, and, and aluminum, which is also a neurotoxin. He got slammed, and slammed by the media. Out, oh, it, was a, it was a complete gang up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he got, he got ambushed by the media. Uh, and he wasn't actually a, a doctor who was against vaccines. He questioned one vaccine. Yeah. yeah. That That's was the swine flu vaccine, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, he, he, yeah. he questioned the, the, no, wasn't it the, um, was it the HPV uh, Could be a, uh, vaccine? Yeah, I believe, I believe it was, but, but um, in any case, he questioned a vaccine and uh, the safety of a vaccine, you know, I would call that critical thinking. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and he got completely destroyed. Yeah. Well, they think they've destroyed him, but actually, if anything, uh, they've probably uh, added fuel to the fire because there'll be enough people who believe in justice and reaching for the truth that will be antagonized and, and fired up to uh, to fight these kinds of scoundrels. Brian Deere was the uh, uh, reporter that... Um, concocted this up with the full uh, support of this uh, Australian that controls uh, 
the media like uh, Fox News and uh, Murdoch. Murdoch, that's Rupert Murdoch. Yes, and uh, I think there's a man who has much to answer for, but we won't worry about him. Mm-hmm. You know. And then there's uh, True Hope, who were uh, in. This is a Canadian story. He, they were um, well, not just a Canadian story, but. They are in uh, Alberta, mm-hmm. and they developed a, a natural treatment for bipolar disorder, mm-hmm. and they were completely attacked, attacked. Yeah. by Health Canada. Now, yeah. they w- arguably uh, were practicing medicine without a license, I suppose. Would well, you argue that? Well, if you make a claim, you are practicing medicine without a license. But if you are selling a product that has evidence... Uh, Behind it, that shows that it has some value in tr- treating some disorder or another. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it uh, for you to make the claim and, and sell the product with that, that's where you run into trouble. Yep. And uh, that what really gets me is that they said you don't, they don't have any, any, uh, any legitimate uh, science behind it or any uh, uh, clinical studies. Mm-hmm. So... The University of Alberta got interested in actually doing a study and started mm-hmm. one, and then Health Canada shut it down. So, uh, well, you, they want the studies, but they shut them down. They ask know? for the studies, but when you get when you have the means to get one, mm-hmm. or when shut you, down. Then, and yeah. they shut it down, then that reveals their true motivation. Well, as far obviously, as I'm their, their motivation is is uh, greed and uh, and protecting their own uh, interests. It's just uh, unbelievable. And a lot of these people, they stand up as being self-righteous religionists. I won't mention any particular religion, but uh, they put them out as being pious and uh, human, humanitarian. How can you be when you demand a study and we come up with the means to create that study to, uh, or do that study, and then they shut it down? They want the truth, but they don't want the truth. Yeah. They say that you don't have the studies and that until you have them, uh, you know, you go away, yeah. and then once you have, once you try and get them, they don't let you. Uh, they don't approve it. Well, you have uh, they Chief Chopra, it. who is a scientist with Health Canada, and he warned about uh, the genetically modified uh, soy uh, of Monsanto, and uh, he was, uh, you know, literally fallen on like a ton of bricks from his own agency. Yeah, he. Um, Who are they working for? He wrote a book. Uh, I, I believe it was called uh, "Memoirs of a Health Canada uh, Whistleblower." Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the name of the book? That was the subtitle. It was uh, "Corrupt to the Core." Yeah, that's the name of the book. I'll put it in the show notes, um, so that if you want uh, to, everybody take a look should at be it. having a handle on that book. "Corrupt to the Core" by Shiv Chopra. C-H-I-V and Chopra, C-H-O-P-R-A. Yep. If you go to foodsornotdrugs.com, uh, I will put it in the, sh- in the show notes. You can just click on it and it'll take you to the, to the book. Um, yeah. What about Dr. Jonathan Wright? He's a well-known uh, natural uh, uh, healing He's a medical doctor. doctor. Medical he's doctor. He's a yeah. Harvard degrees. Uh, he's uh, foremost in, in, uh, in clinical research and work. With his clinic uh, uh, in uh, it's halfway between Tacoma and Seattle, I mm-hmm. think it's Renton. I'm not sure, but uh, I mean he's been there for years. And of course, it's how many years ago now that they smashed in his doors? They didn't have to smash the doors in because the door was already open. Mm-hmm. But you know how these guys with their 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 billy clubs and their guns, 
you know, and they're 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 black masks, so they won't be identified if they uh, happen to do something criminal. And uh, Jonathan Wright won his case against the U.S. government, mm-hmm. and the U.S. taxpayer had to pay up for the uh, for the stupidity and the corruption of the, their U.S. Food and Drug Administration, and uh, as well as the the prosecutor who authorized the break in in the first place. And um, there it is. Mm-hmm. And then there's uh, Dr. Eldon Dell, a naturopath in Saskatchewan, I mm-hmm. believe. Uh, he was uh, running a home-based business and was uh, distributing natural products to naturopaths. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of those products were, technically, he was breaking the law. Uh, but he wasn't distributing to consumers. He was con- distributing these products to Health professionals, health professionals who knew what they know, would know what they're working with. Who need these stu- the, these uh, products for their practice? And these products uh, were essentially natural. Yeah, L carnitine, herbals, and things of that nature, and approved by the United States Food and Drug Administration. But that wasn't good enough. For not the only that, at health not, Canada. it's not only that they weren't. They're not just approved by the FDA in 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 the states uh, for uh, prescription by a, a doctor. They were. Uh, they're available in Walmart, off the shelf. You can walk into any health food store uh, or in any US, in, in the U.S. and yeah. and you can buy L-carnitine and you can buy these 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 uh, various uh, herbs and vitamins, uh, natural health products. Uh, but you know, this doctor was uh, same idea. They kick down his door, show up, hold his fa- him and his family hostage for ten hours in their own home, while they. And go through everything and look for evidence and uh, product and i'll put a i'll put a link to a youtube video where he talks about what happened and 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 whatnot but sean buckley in one of his presentations says yes okay he was uh on the wrong side of the law technically but mm-hmm. it's hard to justify uh, what they did those, to him. those actions when you can just drive down to Bellingham, walk into or any any store across the line, yeah. anywhere across the line in the United States, and just buy them over the counter. These are not dangerous products at all. And I like uh, to quote what Sean Buckley says: is, is that uh, when you if he's if you can't prove harm. And people are actually benefiting from taking mm-hmm. these products. When you take away the products, you're causing harm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's just as bad as uh, the fraud in itself. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I was going to mention regarding the uh, vaccines, uh, these two American doctors uh, that have made a presentation uh, before uh, a group in uh, Japan. And uh, the result is that uh, some countries are uh, dropping. Uh, vaccines that have mercury in them and aluminum and squalene because they presented evidence to show the harm that uh, these three ingredients uh, cause the person that takes the vaccine. And uh, so there's uh, trouble. Oh, yes, and the New England uh, Medical Society has uh, tried to, uh, well, they've taken steps to suspend the two doctors' licenses uh, on what grounds will be very interesting? I guess there will be some legal action taken against the uh, the new the New England uh, Medical Society, but uh, and I wouldn't accept anything out of the New England Journal of Medicine either, as far as that concern concerned concerning their parent organization, uh, the uh, hmm. New England Medical Society uh, yeah. would uh, 
carry such uh, arbitrary action without a proper hearing, without seeing the evidence, just do it automatically. You know, that, that's kangaroo court. Yeah, another uh, example is um, in Los Angeles, uh, there are a lot of medical marijuana dispensaries that mm-hmm. are legally licensed by the state of of uh, California. Yes. But, of course, the federal government in the United States has a very strong anti-marijuana uh, policy. policy. Well, by the way, Anslinger, who was the uh, was at the time, I don't know if he still is the head of the uh, the, f- uh, the drug administration anyways, or, or, or controlling things like uh, marijuana or whatever, he says, we can't have that. It makes people peaceful. <laughs> there you go. They can't say the same thing about alcohol, can no. they? No, you can't. Yeah. Alcohol so, uh, causes... Uh, Psychosis and everything. Not in everybody, but it certainly does increase the the likelihood of violence. Yes. Absolutely. And whereas marijuana does does do the opposite. You don't see people, you know, going out and causing trouble if they're they're smoking uh, marijuana. (laughs) It's just... uh, But you see people going into murderous rages under the influence of alcohol and who actually commit murder as a consequence. And uh, not enough of them. People really want to get an education. Consumers Reports put out quite a tome. I have a copy of it. On It's called Illicit and Illicit Drugs, or is it Illicit Drugs, Illicit and Licit Drugs. And it gives you the whole thing. We've had more investigations on this continent regarding uh, the use of, or an abuse of drugs and uh, if you go by every conclusion made by these different, very august bodies, that includes a consumer's report, but uh, the fact is is that uh, marijuana should be made legal. Yeah, this ma- is what they say. Legalize it and you'll eliminate so much problem. Absolutely. But the and trouble is, is a lot of people will no longer have any requiring of, of antipsychotic drugs uh, and certain other drugs... Uh, because a lot of people are much more comfortable in their suffering of a disease when they're on marijuana than they are on alcohol. Well, absolutely, and and alcohol is probably the most damaging out of all of the the drugs uh, out there, even the hardcore drugs. Yeah, uh, it damages every organ in your body. Yeah. Uh, it causes uh, brain damage over yeah. over time, yeah. and all sorts of problems. So. Uh, and really, if, you're, if we're allowing the consumption of alcohol, and I'm not saying that we should disallow it, uh, but if we're allowing the consumption of alcohol and we are suppressing the consumption of other, thi- uh, other substances, really, w- what's the point? Yeah. Uh, is it just because it's widespread in our, in our, in our society and culture that uh, it would be difficult to get rid of? I, I don't think... I, I don't, I just don't understand. The reason why is because there is a whole industry that is benefiting from the uh, suppression of marijuana. Yeah, and, that, and one of those industries, by the way, is the uh, the use of uh, real hardcore drug like uh, um, morph. Uh, what is it? Hydro morphine? No, coke, there's cocaine, but uh, morphine uh, from the, the poppies. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Hydromorphine or whatever it's called. Uh, yeah, and. Uh, uh, when uh, one of the two things that they picked up a suitcase, two suitcases, uh, one suitcase I think, and the other one is a bag, loaded 
with uh, opium. That's what I was thinking of. Loaded with opium uh, from the, the blow-up of the plane over Lockerbie. Mm-hmm. So that plane was a target of somebody, for sure, but it had two bags of opium in it that they found on the fields with, with, when they were picking up all the wreckage. Yeah. Something we don't hear about. But it was on Scottish TV not too long ago. Interesting. Yeah, so uh, you've got all these all these medical marijuana dispensaries that are open legally for business. But so the of people course, who the, are in the uh, opium business, USDA, they'd be out of business too with the legalization of marijuana. Yeah, I mean, I think there's always going to be a market for uh, illegal illegal drugs. I think some people illicit still, drugs. Illicit yeah. drugs. There's they're not talking about legalizing. You know, crystal meth and all these other uh, things, or cocaine, so, yeah. or or for that matter, opium. Yeah. Well, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I don't think that it's, that that uh, any of them should be illegal. I yeah. I, I think that there's I'll tell more you harm. one thing. One of the best painkillers you can get your hands on is hydromorphone. Yeah, and you can legally get it prescribed by, 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 prescribed a by your doctor, and if so, you use it properly, and usually they prescribe it in a time release format, which the uh, entrepreneurs who want to turn it into something can do nothing with. Really? Yeah, yeah, it's too much trouble to to uh, convert it into a form that uh, they can get high on. Ah, uh, right. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the time release, uh, it just uh, dispenses very, very slowly. The street entrepreneurs, you a, you're yeah, you can get a twelve. <laughs> yeah, the street entrepreneur. The twelve-hour twelve-hour time release hydromorphone at two milligrams—it's uh, useless to them, but yeah. a very very effective uh, painkiller. Okay, so I think uh, that is uh, uh, the end of our show. We've we've gone through our all of our our show notes here. One yeah, thing I'd unless, like to unless we get raided by Health Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Truth hurts, you know. One thing uh, we should add is that um, you've talked about this in the past, flor- water fluoridation. And uh, in I was just looking at the uh, natural news at naturalnews.com. And uh, uh, Health Freedom Victory, Fairbanks, Alaska, City Council votes to end water fluoridation. Congratulations to the city of, of uh, Fairbanks in Alaska. You know, uh, we've managed to keep it out of uh, Vancouver and and uh, cities uh, in the interior like Trail and Nelson. And in Trail, why would they want to fluoridate Trail's water? God, you're, you're breathing fluoride because they have a phosphate fertilizer plant at Warfield. So it's in the air, you know. Mm-hmm. And they're telling the people of Trail that they got to have more fluoride when they're already getting probably more than enough. Yeah, and uh, you've talked about the the health hazards with fluoride in the past. Oh, yeah. Well, it's bad for the thyroid. And it's bad for the thyroid. It's, it's bad for your heart. It's bad for your brain. Mm-hmm. It's, an, it's, a, it's a very toxic compound. Mm-hmm. There's no safe level of fluoride, actually, as far as intake is concerned. And what about uh, dental hygiene? Well, it actually doesn't... Um, it does not harden up your teeth at all. This, that's a fallacy. Mm-hmm. And uh, what, what good dental hygiene means that you do brush your teeth uh, after a meal. And uh, the other thing is is that uh, you cut down your intake of uh, refined carbohydrates and, uh, co- and concentrated sugars. And what about uh, your, your toothpaste? You would use a toothpaste without fluoride? I use Uncle Tom's. So that's There's like no bacon. fluoride in it. Well, you have to read the label because some Uncle Tom, he succumbed and put uh, fluoride in, in his this, toothpaste. Yeah. But 
all the others, the brand names like Colgate and uh, Pepsodent and uh, forget what Crest. The, Crest. Uh, they all have fluoride in them. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, they're enzyme poisons. There's, uh, there's yeah. another one I saw in uh, Whole Foods uh, and Capers. Mm-hmm. I, it, there's, Tom, there's Tom's and then there was, um, I can't remember the name of it, but it, 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 it had... Fluoride-free? It had a sodium bicarbonate and mm-hmm. um, uh, something else in it, and it was fluoride. It's definitely fluoride-free. Yeah. So. Well, then one of the things you need to do when you brush your teeth, and you should brush them three times a day, really, after each meal and before you go to bed at night, for that matter. So we'll make it four. Uh, you should be brushing your teeth, uh, lower jaw, inside and out, and on the gum itself on the outside as much as you can on inside, for that matter, to stimulate circulation uh, because the, the blood is very important for the health of your teeth as anything else upper and lower and also to uh, brush the, your tongue the surface of your tongue as well as the surface of your the you know the palate the 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 uh, uh, the surface of the upper part of your mouth the palate mm-hmm. and uh, that way uh, you will cut down the incidence of bad breath as well as protect your teeth from uh, the things that can t- contribute to defay, to but, decay, and also um, it's uh, a high, a strong correlation between gum disease and general uh, oral uh, cleansiness mm-hmm. is uh, heart disease. Yes, which is uh, strongly linked to uh, probably it's caused by inflammation. Yeah, in like oral inflammation yeah. leading leading to uh, uh, high levels of. And if you are, if you see blood in your toothpaste after you. Uh, Brush your teeth. You're not brushing your teeth enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it means your your gums are not uh, in good shape, and the blood vessels are fragile and susceptible to breaking from the brushing. Yep. Okay, so uh, if you want to join the show and a- ask any questions or comments or anything, call one eight seven seven six three six one four seven four. That's a toll free number, and uh, you can leave a message, uh, and uh, we'll play it in the show. Or if you have a question that uh, you just want us to read out, you don't want to play in the show, just let us know. Just leave a message at the number. Or you can email Croft at croft.woodruff at gmail.com. And uh, we will gladly uh, uh, answer your question. I'd be glad to follow up. I'm always glad to get uh, emails uh, from folks who have questions that um, have to be answered. Yeah, and... Uh, it's kind of a overcast day here in Vancouver, but it looks like maybe the sun is trying to push its way out. So we are going to call it a show and we're going to head out, maybe grab a coffee or uh, tea and uh, we will see you again next week. Yeah.